friends, I'm Purdy. And I am Megan. Welcome to Project Friend. Join us as we reconnect our long-distance friendship and delve into all things life and experiences, both funny and more meaningful. So, grab your cup of something sweet and let's dive in. So, one of the biggest aims of this platform, Project Friend, maybe we should say hi. Hi, yeah, we should. Friend. When you speak to that long-distance friend enough not to say hi anymore, you just delve straight <laughs> or dive straight into the conversation. Hi, friend. Just be like, hi, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I am very excited today to talk about friendship in our 30s. In our 30s. It comes with a little bit more spice and glitter and all things nice. So this platform, that was a mouthful anyway, unicorns and ponies, she said what? <laughs> I was going to say, it comes with a lot more effort and struggle, but if you're going glitter and unicorns, okay. <laughs> and that unicorn is a little bit more stubborn than what the, the very enthusiastic donkey was in your 20s. <laughs> <laughs> so this platform is a friendship platform, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not holding, I, I promise you, you, nobody, I'm not holding a gun to her head, I'm not, it feels like I've just threatened you, like, this is a platform for friends, right? <laughs> One of our biggest aims for Project Friend is to create a community where friends can come together, where we get to chat and laugh like we have already in this podcast, and where we really get to delve into meaningful conversations, those that are a little bit more funny, but when you turn 30... No, there's no buts here. <laughs> well, there's two buts, but anyway. <laughs> and so today we are talking about friendship and more specifically friendship in your 30s. Well, what do you have to say about just that statement in itself? Well, I think the most shocking thing about that statement is actually the word 30. I'm like, wow, right? that's really us. <laughs> I know, that is us. We are 30. Wow. I know. Okay. I'm just going to let that sink in for a minute. You did not just um, give me a moment, a quarter. It's not even a quarter. Wow, that's even more scary. I can't even say it's a quarter life crisis anymore. It's a 30 no, it's crisis. A, I don't even know. You can say a third. A third of a crisis? <laughs> it's a quarter life crisis. It is a quarter uh-huh. life crisis because we're going uh. to three, six, nine. We're going to make it to 120. <laughs> <laughs> It's our youthfulness that's going to keep us kicking. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to hear a podcast like Friendship at 100. That'd be great. I'd listen to that. Actually, I mean, we're going to talk about friendship, age gap friendships in a moment. But what is having friends like in your 30s in comparison to your 20s, would you say? I think having friends in your or making friends in your thirties is a lot more difficult than having friends in your twenties. I feel like twenties just just still in school, you're in college, that you have a lot of people around you that is very easy to connect with. And then when you get to thirties, people get married, they move away, they change careers, they change countries, and suddenly this massive shift in like priorities leaves you if you don't put a lot of effort into it can actually leave you feeling very lonely. I agree. So in school, you obviously, especially us who we both went to boarding school. And so you almost have friendships already in place for you. More like family, actually, because you're spending the majority of your time in your boarding house. 
And then, like you said, you leave school and there are events to meet friends. And everybody is looking to make friends. And I think that's the huge difference between your 20s or early 20s, perhaps, because I think people in their late 20s also struggle. But in your early 20s, there's almost like this creation of opportunity for making friendships. And then when you get to your 30s, suddenly trying to just meet up with one of your friends at a specific time who lives I mean, some across the country, really, and some on the other side of the world, It's it can get really tricky. It really, really can. I think the biggest distinction is, is when we get to our 30s, we have a massive shift in priorities, perspectives, and goals, and values as well, that really makes us have to like, question who we want to spend our time with. Which I think is the beauty of friendship in your 30s, and something that I've really been enjoying, is the fact that you know yourself well enough and you've journeyed long enough to sort of know what kind of friendships you would love to have and which friendships are not for you. Because I think in your 20s, you're often just very accepting of who you let into your circle. And through those learned experiences, you get into your 30s and you realize, do you know what? I would rather have a smaller group of friends of really quality friends than the quantity of having a bigger group of friends. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think in our 30s, our interests change. Maybe you go from having, like, interested in partying to being more of interested in having a, a chilled dinner or a quiet glass of wine or a quick coffee as opposed to going out drinking all night. With your interests changing comes the opportunity to find new friends that are actually have the same interests that you do. Absolutely. And I think that... In your 20s, again, going back to that because I've done that six times. Um, <laughs> um, if I have to say 20s one more time, we'd literally need to, um, I don't know, do 10 push-ups. But what I wanted to say is that I found myself in my 20s to go along with different plans, try out different things, which I think is exciting. I think you should still do that in your 30s. But I think the true beauty of a friendship in your 30s is that you get to just sit and have a cup of coffee with a friend and it's as enjoyable as what it would be to be doing something like going out and partying. Your interests really depict a lot of what your friendships look like. Something that I've increasingly seen on TikTok is a lot of people speaking about not having friends or feeling increasingly lonely. It can be really tricky. So I find that now that we have social media, that you would think that connecting would be so much easier, but like true connection almost seems more difficult to find that you would think that you can phone anyone up in around the world that they should be less lonely. But I think because we have that, we're sort of maybe less reliant and actually making the effort to make real connections in your vicinity. So the town that you live in that I think a lot of people are struggling with loneliness. I think it's actually, I was was it a news report or an article? They were saying that loneliness now is almost a pandemic. It is the highest point that it's ever reached before. I was just going to make that comment because obviously we went into lockdown last year and it was an extreme time of loneliness for many people and for many people the first time being alone. I think loneliness can be a journey in itself. I think although you can have friends at one stage of your life, once you enter another stage, you feel the need for a different type of friend. I think there's always a need for a friend in a different life stage. And I think loneliness comes into play often enough when 
you are transitioning into a different life stage and suddenly you realize you are leaving behind a group of friends that you still value but that are on a totally different chapter than what you are. I agree. I mean, I used to have this a lot when I would come back home to South Africa after being in my previous career. I've said this a few times. I was a chef on a yacht, so I spent a lot of time traveling. So when I used to come home, I used to always meet up with my old school friends. So whenever they had a story or something that they wanted to share and I could relate to it, I would match it with a similar experience that I had. But for me, my experiences... I won't say were better, they just were different. So if they were saying something, I'd be like, oh, when I was in Rome, we did this and I saw this old man. Or when I was in Spain, we did this and saw that. And I think it came across as very braggy. Like, oh, when I was here and I was there. What I was actually doing is that was the life I was living. I was trying to connect, even though I might think my experiences were very different. I was met with quite a lot of disconnect because I suddenly realized that our life experiences were very, very different. And although I was trying to relate to them, that they suddenly couldn't relate to me very well. And it was, it was quite hard, actually, to look at the people that you grew up with and then suddenly realize that you are just no longer really fitting in with that space. I think the hard part is that, and it's, I think, human nature, is everybody wants to sort of live in the past. Everybody wants to remember the past memories and it's almost like the last little suitcase that's left of a friendship when you haven't seen each other for many years is to delve into past memories and to unpack some of that. But for somebody that's so far exceeded their past and is really moving in leaps and bounds beyond their past, it can be tricky for the person having that conversation with a friend that they remember in a certain way, but also tricky for somebody that has so, sort of transitioned in their life and gone on to a totally different chapter, which I think friendship comes down to, is that an acceptance that no matter what chapter you're on, there's still common themes that keep you or your friendship really strong. And I think if those common themes aren't there or those core values or things that you both see very similarly or very differently, if there isn't that acceptance of each other at different life stages, I think that's when friendships start to almost, you know, ghost, you start to ghost each other because it's a little bit awkward to try and have the conversations that this isn't quite the friendship we used to have. I think we do. And I think as others, although we want them to last, I think it's very natural and normal to drift apart. Definitely. And I think a lot of people think that, oh, like I'm losing my friends and drifting apart. This is a bad thing. And although it might feel negative, I think it's absolutely normal and it's very, very natural. And I don't think it's something to be massively concerned about. I agree with you. I think that is just the beauty of life is that some people stick around forever. Some stick around for periods of your life or chapters of your life. I think what's important is not to look back at friends that you're no longer friends with and try and find too many reasons as to why you aren't friends or to try and find a reason that validates your own emotions around not being friends with them anymore. You can just simply see it as a really good chapter of friendship, great memories, but we just are no longer at the stage where we are as great friends as what we used to be. I totally agree. I think also one thing in your 30s that I've found for myself is being older that I found that I can connect with a lot 
wider age group of people. So necessarily in my 20s, I wouldn't be friends with someone who was 20 years older than me. So I wouldn't necessarily have made an effort to have a connection with a person who was 40 or necessarily someone 10 years younger than me. I wouldn't have tried to have a friendship with a 10-year-old. But now that I'm in my 30s, I have had great friendships who were 10, 15 years older than me. And I've had great friendships who were 10 years younger than me. And I feel like being slightly older in your 30s, it does give you a broader age group of people that you can actually connect with. Absolutely. I think that is an absolute asset to have in life is to have friends of different ages. Because what I've experienced is that you have friends that are walking that one step ahead of you. So they've experienced a lot of what you are experiencing. So there's a lot of laughter around that. There's a lot of, oh, I can empathize. I totally have been there and I see you. I feel the chapter that you're in. Better days are coming or just keep going or just great advice. But you can also do that for somebody that's a little bit younger. And I've got a friend that I often look at and I see her walking the same journey that I walked. And it's so reassuring to be able to say to her, I've been there, trust your gut, you've got this, take the chances and to basically give her the advice that I would have liked to be given when I was her age. Friendships of different ages bring different things, like there's the fun factor, there's the factor of feeling like you're 20 again or the feeling of really getting to understand somebody's wisdom and the the walk that they walked. What would you say your friends of different ages bring to your friendship? You know, I've had friends who were younger than me that were more serious. And I've had friends who that were 20 years older than me who (laughs) were wild, as wild as I've ever been. And I think what's so nice is looking at that is realizing that life and what stage or age you're in doesn't really necessarily have to impact how you approach an experience. Just because you're 30 doesn't mean that you have to be like, oh, I'm now I'm more serious, I'm 30. Or just because you're 20 doesn't mean that you only have to approach things with a lighthearted callousness. I think it's great perspective just to see how different people approach different things. And at the end of the day, we actually just get to decide how we want to respond, how we want to interact, how we want to connect and experience, irrespective of the age we're in. And I think having friends of all different ages gives us the chance to actually realize that. I agree with you. It just reminds me of when I went abroad, I became really good friends with somebody that was a little bit older than me. And we went on some of the greatest, greatest adventures. And in fact, she was sometimes the the person that was pushing me to make the spontaneous decisions. So it's not necessarily like you said about age, although I think one tends to think that way. It is just about meeting somebody that you totally get and understand and that you can have a good laugh with, but that there's that understanding between the two of you and a total acceptance of the person as they are. And you can bring different friendship qualities to your friendship not just dependent on your age. So I love that you said that. That's actually a great reminder as well for me. On the yachts, we stayed in this one place in France called Beaulieu, which was this tiny little town. It's absolutely beautiful. And there was a yacht captain a few boats down. And he was maybe 20 years older than us. Absolutely love him. Glenn, we love you. But we would like go down to his boat at uh, the end of the work day and we would sit on the back and have a glass of wine which turned into two glasses of wine and he was from New Zealand he always used to be like oh have a rota have a rota and the amount of times that I stumbled off that gangway being like I don't even know where I'm going like going left or right could end up in the ocean he just had the most generous 
spirit, but just so like naughty and fun loving. And he was more wild than I've ever been in my life. And it was just such an amazing connection to have someone who was at that time almost double my age. What I love about those experiences is hearing stories from when they were my age or hearing stories from any of their chapters and finding out what they got up to, what they've experienced in life. Experiences really determine a lot about a person. Would you agree? Absolutely. I think it is just like almost the foundation that life is built on. I think that divulging off the topic of friendship for a second, I think a lot of people ask like, what is the purpose of life? And for me, the answer has always been experiences. The purpose of life for me is to have experiences. So when you get to sit with people irrespective of the age and actually listen to what they have to say and what they've been through and where they've gone, it is almost like witnessing life itself. And I cannot tell you how incredible that experience is. A friendship is a way to witness life and experiences, but within someone else's life. And that is just I mean, it's amazing. I just love talking to people. Anybody Same. phone me and let's have a chat. I want to talk I agree. all day. Having like a variety of friends in that way, not just age, but in what they've experienced, what they've seen, what they've done, different interests, different hobbies, really exposes you just to a totally different perspective and a totally different world and gives you such understanding. It does. It really does change the way you look at life. So what, are, what can friendship in your 30s look like? I've actually recently moved to a new town. I've only been here about four months. And I have been going through the process of actually trying to make friends in a new town for the first time. In a new country, actually. It's a country that English is not the first language. I'm living in a tiny town. So it's challenge stacked upon challenge stacked upon challenge. And it's, it's very interesting because I have now have to sort of I want to say pick and choose, but I get to sort of decide who I want to invest my time in. It's such an interesting boat to be in because I think even with, if you think of something like friendship apps now, where you get to swipe for a friend. That's exactly how I met these, these women that I've met in the town that I live in. It's very interesting because I, I've, I've been in a relationship before Tinder was invented, so I've never really been on the like apps, the friendship dating apps at all. And for me, it was anyone who could speak English was basically a go. <laughs> True. But the women that I did meet are all similar ages, but varying about five years on either side of my age. But they're all extremely interesting. PhD research students. Some of them are doctors. Some of their own businesses. They're all in different life stages. Some are relationships. Some are single. Some are bought houses. And interestingly, the only common thread between them is, is that no one has had children. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. I wonder if it's because people who have children don't have time to quite get onto the app and start swiping for friends. They've probably got I'm their hands sure. filled with, full of trying to sort out their <laughs> new family life and all things babies. That's true. But I did actually do something that I was really proud of myself for someone who previously suffered from massive amount of social anxiety and shyness. I invited five women to meet up all of us randomly in a bar together. And we, I project friended them and we project friended each other. And it was, it was absolutely incredible. My idea behind it was as if I'm trying to make friends and they're trying to make friends and all five of us are trying to make friends together. Then let's just do this one time. And it was 
actually such a good idea because they took off that pressure of meeting someone one-on-one and there was just five people all talking about their different experiences, their careers, their, their, where they've been, where they live. I think every single one of us has, is a different nationality, lives in a different country, speaks a different first language, all in different careers. And it was just such an incredible experience that I think I'm going to just keep doing it. I've, I'm calling it my wine club. Nice. So you've transitioned from Project Friend to your wine club. I like it. So in your 20s, you can be project friending and in your 30s, you can be whining and dining. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we I think we almost overcomplicate making friends. Yes. And even if, if I just reflect on the ease of making friends, if you really wanted to, because I think a lot of people say, oh, I don't have friends, but what are they actually actively doing to make friends? Yeah, you can sit there and feel lonely, but if you're not actually going to actively do anything about it, then what are you waiting for? I love the fact that all of our previous podcast topics have sort of influenced this very one, like vulnerabilities, fears, motivation, that it all sort of combines and it feels like it's like got to a point where it's all meeting and creating something like this, which is exactly what friendship, which is what the reason why we started Project Friend in the first place. I just love it. So how, what advice would you give to people who want to make friends in their 30s? If you're wanting to make friends in your 30s, I think there are some really great tips to go about doing that. Something that I was once told is try and consistently show up in a place. Even if you love going to the beach, go to the beach every day or Okay, pace yourself, kids. You don't need to go every day. (laughs) But uh, overachiever. Um, But if you enjoy doing something, go and show up in that place because you're likely to start seeing familiar faces. I love going for beach walks and that's why I made reference to that. And I often see the same people and we often just wave and say hi. And it takes nothing to stop and say something like, oh, what breed dog is that can you tell the commonality between our project friend and now they're always dogs involved um anyway (laughs) but it takes nothing to say something or you know to share your thoughts if you're walking past somebody and you're thinking wow i love that shirt to say i really like that color on you um i think that's a great way to start conversation and to get into a possibility of friendship or not or just a conversation with somebody I totally agree. And I think that another thing to consider is go to places that you are comfortable to be yourself. So if I if I love reading books and I love talking about books, I'm not going to go necessarily and try and make friends in a nightclub at 2 a.m. when everyone's dancing. <laughs> Aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Like, I don't feel like that's a great place to maybe come across as a good activity. If I'm very interested in my health, I would want to go and walk around the park or join a gym or a walking class where I get to meet people with the same interests that I want, but I also get to be comfortable to be me. What's great about that is when you meet people that have similar sort of hobbies or things that you enjoy doing together, you're already starting your friendship off with something that you both know you love. And that is probably in most cases going to be the starting conversation. And then you're going to learn a great deal about each other in between but it is a great way to make friends is start going to places that are relatable to you and where you can meet like-minded people. I totally agree. And I also think another great way to make friends is actually to message a friend that you've unintentionally lost in touch with. Hey, hey. I mean, 
Look at Look us. Look at us go. That's I exactly, I mean, a quick recap, because this is a few podcasts in, but that's how we recon- reconnected after many years of not seeing each other, right? I don't think we've seen each other in person for about six years, but we went through a, a large period of time that we didn't speak even on the phone. But even our first chat after school. So we went to school together and then we hadn't seen each other in a few years or spoken. And then you messaged me after school and we happened to be in the same city and now recording a podcast together. It works, people. Message the friends that you haven't seen in a while or that friends that are on your mind. I think also what really helps is also repeated interaction. So I've met these girls once or twice and I think now I could very much be like, oh, you know, I've made an effort because I have and I've met people, which I've had. But now it comes sort of like the place where the responsibility is me to actually repeat the interaction intentionally and actually build that friendship. Because oftentimes we meet people and they're great and life gets busy because in our 30s, life is busy. We have kids, career changes, the thing juggling 600 balls. No one taught us how to juggle. It's hard. But actually setting aside that time to put good intentions and to repeatedly interact with those people, I think massively goes a difference between making an acquaintance to becoming a friend. I agree. I think having shared experiences is quite important there. I've often found that when you meet up for a coffee or a catch up after not seeing somebody for for quite some time, it's nice because you get to catch up and you have those chats that you've missed out on. And then it comes to a place where you kind of need to bond over a shared experience and doing like or going on a little adventure or experiencing something together is a great way to have something new to talk about it keeps things refreshing and fun and it's a great way to get to know one another I totally agree I think I think now in my 30s and I don't know if I attribute it more to me being 30 or me having gone through like a massive change in my my life I've gone through a lot of introspection and learning and changed my career I don't know if it's more of the age or more of where I'm at in my life stage but I do feel like I need someone who can have a lot deeper conversations if you were somebody that thought deeper thoughts or who is an old soul in your 20s and you feel it or you found yourself to be quite misunderstood and therefore felt really nervous to be vulnerable because you did see life through deeper more meaningful goggles Um, I think what's really great about the stage we're in now is that a lot of people have almost leveled out (laughs) a lot of people that are caught up yes caught up a lot of people are now so much happier to have the deeper conversations because their life is starting to, to transcend into deeper more meaningful chapters you know, having children, marriage, talking about friendships, talking about relationships. It allows somebody that is an older soul to really relate to people their age. A friend once said to me, though, when I turned 30, she said to me, 30s are the greatest. There's just something about your 30s where you feel content, you care a little less, and because you care a little less, you don't overthink things as much. I totally agree. I've been told that as well. It, it does feel different. I mean, I know I was. everybody is apprehensive of turning 30. When you're like 29 and the, the day 30 arrives, you're like, oh. In that moment, I, I did, all admit, I did feel down. Slight but it panic. Is, <laughs> yeah, slight panic. Like I think everyone like has a little cry and eat some cake or drink some vodka. Like Everyone has a little panic about it. 
but it does feel different in the best way. I feel like being 20s, not only in regards to friendship, but being 20s is like flying by the seat of your pants. And being 30 is kind of like I'm in my bones for the first time. I can see clearly now. I can like, see clearly now oh, I, the rain <laughs> is gone. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. It was like a psychic now. I was like, oh, crap, she's going to start She's going to sing. <laughs> and this, kids, is why it's so lovely having friends in your 30s. Because you can sing oh. and not really care about their reaction. That's true. You're a lovely singer, friend. Thank you. Lovely singer. And compliment each other, even though they're not really a exactly. great singer. <laughs> <laughs> So having been through a toxic friendship before in my life, I can definitely see the flags, the red flags of a toxic friendship. And not to say that that person's friendship with with somebody else is going to be toxic. I think they're just certain traits that, especially if you don't get to stand up for yourself or you don't have enough courage to stand up for yourself, that it can become toxic. How does that change from how you handle it in your 20s to how you handle it in your 30s, would you say? I think in your 20s that you feel a lot less self-aware and a lot less secure in who you are as a person. And when you get to 30s, I think that you, if you are someone who likes self-growth and have done a lot of introspection and have grown, I think that you do find the courage and the line of where you will accept and not accept a friendship going. Definitely. I think... Like you said, there's a level of tolerance because you've experienced what just accepting anybody into your life feels like. And there's a difference between being accepting of others, but having a friend that you accept as somebody that you share your experiences with and your stories and laugh with and share adventures with. What I have come to realize now is that in retrospect, you always have a choice of what friends you have in your life and which friends you choose not to have in your life and it's okay to say no I want to ask you from all these friends that you have met up with you said they're all really different is there something that is very similar in all of them the most similar commonality between all of these people that I've recently met is that their sense of humor is great and I think that if you can sit down with someone and have a laugh, irrespective if you're having a deep conversation or a lighthearted conversation, I think if you could laugh with each other is the greatest foundations that you can start building on a friendship. But I think that's the joy of having friends from all different walks of life is that there is, even though we're all so totally different, if we have a sense of understanding for one another and we can have that, those vulnerable moments and have a good laugh and a great sense of humor then really you can experience the true feeling of what friendship should feel like. And that is just being 100% yourself with other humans who are being as goofy as what you are. I think that's what you just said is probably the whole point is that in your 30s, even though it's harder to make friends, the friends that you make feel more important because you yourself know who you are better than you do when you're 20. Veronica, drop. Mic drop and <laughs> and dropped my tea bag um, label into my tea. Anyway, I just wanted to say coming back to our podcast on fear, something that perhaps stood in our way during Project Friend was again fear. But fear is basically not your friend, or is your friend, and you want to overcome fear quick enough to be able to realize that on the other side of that little friend of yours or not so friendly fear is 
beautiful friendships waiting for you and beautiful journeys to be walked with new friends. Don't let being shy or feeling as though you're not good enough or fearing rejection or the fear of rejection or not wanting somebody too close stop you from having incredible, incredible friendships. So this week we challenge you to have a conversation with a possible new friend or not. You can't lose anything from having a conversation with somebody you don't know well, but you can gain a friendship. So try and have a conversation with a new person at work or somebody you often see on your walk or somebody at the gym. Be that somebody that was in your life that is no longer and that you'd like to reconnect with or somebody that you met through a friend or perhaps a complete stranger. Talking to strangers can feel daunting and what I've come to realize is that it can be as simple as a hi, how are you? Or talking to somebody that you always see on your walk and that can really spark a bigger conversation. Yes, friends, and thank you for joining us today and please join us again next week and interact with our social media posts so we can get to know you better. Yes, and don't forget to subscribe and comment on our posts so that we can get to know you better. Again, this is a friendship community and a place where we get to chat and laugh and in the name of friendship today, let's do that. Let's create this friendship community where we can come together and support one another. Thanks. Love you lots, friend. Love you lots. Bye. Bye.